Mom? Yeah? I want to stay in China, and I'll take care of Nai Nai. What? You stay here to do what? He can cook, he can clean. Oh, I'll figure it out, Mom. So you just stay here and what? Wait for her to die? What about the fellowship? Just forget about it, huh? And you're 30 years old, you just stop your life and stay here. And every day she have to look at you with that sad-looking face. That's not nice for anybody, right? You know, one of the few good memories of my childhood were those summers at Nine Eyes. They had that garden. Yeah, yeah, and I would catch dragonflies. And then we just moved to the States. Everything was different. Everyone was gone. It was just the three of us. And it was hard. It was hard for us, too. I wanted to believe that it was a good thing. But all I saw was fear in your eyes. And I was confused and scared constantly because you never told me what was going on. And then Yeah Yeah died. You didn't even tell me he was sick. So it felt like he just vanished suddenly. And you wouldn't even let me go to his funeral. You were at school. We didn't want you to miss the school. We did what we thought was best for you. But I never saw him again. And every time I came back to China, he just, he just wasn't there anymore. And I come back, and he's just gone. The house is gone, Adia's gone, our Beijing home is gone, and soon she'll be gone too. That is a clip from The Farewell, directed by Lulu Wang, starring Aquafina, Tai Ma, Diane Lin, and Jia Zhuzhen. Uh, it was released a couple years ago in July 12, 2019. Um, here are some accolades. Um, Aquafina won Best Actress for Musical and Comedy and Golden Globe Awards. The film won Best Feature and Best Supporting Female at the Independent Spirits Awards. And then it's Lulu Wang's second feature. Uh, today, joining me to talk about this film is a guest. Her name is uh, Chachi Abara. Um, hello, Chachi Abara. <laughs> uh, thank you again for joining me uh, today uh, for this episode. So the title of this uh, podcast is actually The Real Impact. And it's a play on wor words as in R-E-E-L as in like a film reel. So it's like what impacts you with this film. Um, I know it's 
I feel like another podcast might have that title. Uh, I haven't really checked, but now when I say it out loud, I feel worried that, that someone else has that title. Uh, I'll probably check later. Uh, before we start, I just want you to introduce yourself and then uh, of your organization too. Yes, I just want to say thank you again, um, Kuya, for um, inviting me back on your podcast. Uh, it's really an honor and a pleasure. But for um, everyone listening out there, hi, my name is Chachi. My pronouns are she, her, and Isuna. I am a 1.5 immigrant from Hawaii. And I came here when I was seven years old. And since then, I've been in Hawaii for more than 14 years, I can say. And I recently not recently but i have um i had a i have a podcast and it's um it was called reclaiming philippine next identity but i rebranded to kasama hanko because me knowing i have so much ideas out there for our filipino community i wanted to be able to expand in a way that can also include conversation with the community whether it be taboo topics or just bringing the community together through conversation that we never had before and using the stories that I had on the podcast and bringing those individuals to have conversation with their lolas, lolos, titas, titos and even parents Um, but yeah I also have a educational account called Agado Ilocano for my Ilocano native speakers. It's a way for those to bring those together that didn't really learn the language from their parents, but an opportunity to learn um, in the internet. But hi, everyone. I think that's a long introduction. No, it's fine. It's really fine. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's important to know who our guest is and uh, I think you're doing excellent work. Uh, I became a fan of your podcast, uh, Reclaiming Filipino X, and um, I, I, I Reclaiming Filipino X Identity, and I just felt like those stories were also like relatable, and I felt like me, come, who is a Filipino American, but I was born in the Philippines too, so uh, but I was here. So since like the uh, since my age of one, so I'm I feel like I I identify with those stories that you've uh, told on your podcast, and I, I really love them. Uh, so they could find you. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me see if I could pronounce it correctly. Uh, KasamahanCollective.com. Yes, uh, and you can find a lot of more information about your organization. Uh, and episodes uh, from YouTube, right? And on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and whatnot. So the, the YouTube is actually separate from the podcast, but it's on hold at the moment, but it's still conversation that I'm rebranding. Yes. But mainly I'm focusing on the podcast and like really getting the stories out there because it's so important for their stories to be heard. <laughs> Uh, that's great. They could still uh, also follow. Where can they follow you on Instagram and Twitter? Well, I'm more. I am very more active on my Instagram account, which is um, my name Chachi. Um, 
at Chachi Abara, so C-H-A-C-H-I-E A-B-A-R-A and you can find me there and all my little passion projects is in my bio whether it be from Ilocano <laughs> mental health or podcast, you can find me there I believe I follow all those accounts too. So uh, I, yeah, I recommend following all the, even if you're not Filipino, I think it's a good way to educate yourself and uh, seeing uh, other perspectives around the world too. Oh, and a little fun fact. I'm not Pangasinan, but I did make a speak Pangasinan account for my Pangasinense brothers and sisters. Oh, nice. Um, so I update that once in a while for the help of my Pangasinense uh, native speakers. And it's a way to keep the language alive because Pangasinense gets um, hidden from Ilocano. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to talk about the film The Farewell. Uh, before we start, I'm just going to say a brief premise about the film. Uh, Billy, played by Aquafina family returns to China under a guise of a fake wedding to stealthily say goodbye to their beloved grandmother. The only person that doesn't know, she only has a few weeks to live. Um, so before we start, really quick, um, so the podcast is about, I will have a guest and then they choose a film and then they chose the film, either they thought it was fun or entertaining, but most importantly, if they resonate with the film, what impact them with the film and um, how much they love the film. I don't know if any other guests will have films that they hate. I've, hopefully they don't do that because uh, it defeats the purpose of the podcast. But uh, for you, Chachi, uh, first question, why did you choose this particular film to talk about today? I, I just I, I just wanted to make a comment on like the um if they did choose a film to hate maybe oh, yes, something yeah. <laughs> yeah what was it it's like maybe they don't hate it maybe they just have something to critique on yes yes yeah I think that's the most they could do yeah be, be critical about it but they probably still love it <laughs> but um going on topic um I choose the farewell um by Lulu um directed by Lulu Wang first and foremost because um. I actually got introduced to this film from a um, from a friend that I that I met uh, last year through the pandemic, and I was asking him any recommendation of film because I've been getting into watching um, after watching a um, couple um, series from um, I think it was Apple TV. Uh, he gave me um, the farewell, Lady Bird, and all the all these other films, but. The farewell stuck to me the most because it felt very relating. Um, as a Filipino um immigrant, and like it felt like it was written. It was. It felt like it was so. It was very well written that any culture can relate to it, especially those who are children of immigrants. And it was something that I wanted to um bring to the table for this podcast because I felt like it's something we can relate to um yeah that's nice I I um you you mentioned Lady Bird because I'm from Sacramento and that's really beloved here in Sacramento because of the director uh I just want to know really quick what's your thoughts on that really quick <laughs> um I feel like um 
Lady Bird is similar to Farewell. Yeah. But I feel like the Lady Bird, it should have been a Filipino film instead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because all of the, the, the plot of Lady Bird is like, this is much better if it was a Filip- it was a Filipino lead actor. It's more of because of the parents have expectations for their child where they don't meet those expectations. But then ultimately they love each other and and, and uh, they understand like uh, the gen- the gener- our generations I guess uh, goals and dreams and whatnot. Yeah. And then like when I think about it, like because I watch Lady Bird after the farewell, it's like Lady Bird is like a um kind of like an Americanized Americanized version of the farewell, but not mm-hmm. as but not but not closely because farewell was a little bit different yeah. in a way. Going back to China and whatnot. Um can you tell me uh when or uh can you tell me about when you saw it and under what circumstances? I know you said you a friend uh recommended it. Uh, I'm assuming you watch it on television on a like a streaming app. I watched it actually I believe I watched it through Amazon um Amazon is, yes. video Amazon yeah Amazon video um I rented it for a couple of hours I watched it and I was like and it was the the period of my life where like I was just running out of ideas so I was like I'm just gonna watch a film maybe it'll kind of help so I was just taking notes and Right when I was watching it, I wanted to um, kind of talk about this with my to my friend, and I guess I want to give him a shout out. Um, his name is Cole. Um, he recently did a film called Everything Stays. Um, if you haven't watched, oh, that's your friend. <laughs> I didn't know that was your friend. <laughs> that's recommending this. Okay, I I seen there. I seen trailers of the film. I know that it's in the film. Uh, f- uh, film festival circus, uh, circus circuit right now. So uh, hopefully one day I'll watch it. But I I follow the director, the cinematographer, the actors in it right now. Um, yeah. So um, I watch um, when I was watching the farewell. Um, I was having conversation about the movie, and um, it made me wanted to kind of look at the behind the scenes of how the farewell was. Um, written and played and it was very it was very interesting to the point where um the director lulu 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 wang um pitched it to um i think american companies first but they um i, I believe they they didn't see a potential in it so she went back home to china and oh she kind of went to china no she pitched it to um a company and um film agency in china I may be wrong. Um, I think you're you're actually correct. Like uh, the story I remember is that she pitched it, and they wanted to be Americanized more, and they wanted like a romantic, or they wanted Aquafina to be the romantic, uh, the bride in the film, and then um, she was saying that that's not what the film is all about. It's about the grandmother and the relationship with Aquafina, the granddaughter. And then, yeah, she brought it uh, overseas to some uh, other producers who financed it. And ultimately, it was uh, distributed by A24 over the United States. Um, but yeah, continue on. <laughs> so you're pretty much correct, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Th- thank you. Yeah, it was been, it's been a while since I I remember. But yeah, so it, it just made me wonder that um, 
this film is so impactful that it didn't it didn't catch the American media. They wanted they wanted to westernize it so badly, but when it was in overseas, like the film itself, like the meaning is it's it's like it's something that can be taken from both sides. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go more into it with the question that you asked. I don't wanna. Oh yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, so the next question I would going to I was going to ask, uh, what reson resonated with you with this film? It was actually um, the relationship with Billy and her um, Nainai. Um, yes. Yeah. Especially with how close they were and. When Billy found out that Nai Nai had cancer, um, she couldn't hold back her emotion, and she tried to be so happy. She tried to be really happy, um, and really had um. Oh, it's wait, hold on. yeah. Uh, she tried to really be strong for her, but when she went to um, she went back home and and saw how um everyone was acting around Nai Nai. Um, she wanted everyone to tell her that why don't you guys tell Nai Nai that she has cancer so that she can rest and that so that she doesn't have to keep um, beating herself up. And it remind, and then all of this reminds me um, in a lot of Asian households where um, we don't take the time to... Um, rest or we don't take the time to just um to really like go down with our feelings so we kind of hide it and um that that scene in particular where um Billy's mom um Billy's mom um and Billy and they were just in the hotel, it was after I think they were after they all were drinking, and um, Billy's mom was like, "Oh, um, she was." They were both yelling back and forth, and it was when um, Bill, uh, Billy's mom was um saying, "Well, um, it's I'm not like you who was like crying all the time, like projecting my feelings, like, and something like that." And then Billy wanted to wanted everyone to just uh, wanted the mom to be like can we just ha- uh, put Nai Nai in the hospital but the mom said no um, this makes your Nai Nai happy being able to be um, the boss in the house because when your Nai Nai was in America she didn't like it and like I kind of get like um, a flashback with a lot of the Filipino um, immigrants that are here in, um, in the U.S. And some of them go back home in the Philippines, especially living in multi-general household, they can't stand living at home. And it kind of parallels to a lot of Asian households, like you, like not being able to take control. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you said that pretty well because I, I don't, I didn't know my, my Lolo Lola. I, uh, that's grandmother and grandfather for the listeners um um but nai nai is there is, uh, is chinese for grandmother i'm assuming or their nickname they use in uh, in chinese 
Um, but yeah, I didn't know them, but I'm, I'm certain, like, at least with my parents who, um, when they immigrated here, I think there is a sense of, like, they, once they get older, they don't have control uh, of their lives in a sense because now we're taking care of them and whatnot. And then I understand, like, how they would always say, like, oh, if we were in the Philippines, we would, you know, have our own place and whatnot. Over here, I mean, although they have their own place, like um, I think they feel like not trapped. I want to say like they don't feel like they could just go out anywhere uh, by themselves or whatnot. Like they always have to ask the their children if they need to go out and whatnot. Um, I feel like that's what Nanai probably feels like when they were shooting in the states and whatnot. Um, that scene, I think, when they were arguing, I think that's the scene where um, they were looking for the cousin's ring or something like that. I'm pretty sure something about like when they enter like the hotel room or something like not hotel uh, in a room right they were in both in the room uh, at the time <laughs> uh, is there any yeah is there anything else that resonates to you with your uh, with this film um it was is Billy um char- Billy's character in general and how um how he was very um she hides a lot of her hides a yes, lot of yeah. herself from her family and then that kind of like reflected back to me like i don't i don't really open a, open up to my family a lot and like any of my accomplishment because i don't want them to like i don't want my family like to like oh because you know how filipino families are like they when they hear you're doing stuff like they would like go all out like i would i would be like billy and like not tell anything too much because I feel like it's just it causes so much comparison yes, and I just want to yes. be good, yeah I just wanted to like be like oh quiet I'm like no and like make sure everyone is okay like taking care of everyone like I think being able to be to see how I resonate with Billy that no matter um if I don't get accepted to stuff like I don't say anything like I make sure that I continue to work as hard I can and like not being able to like even though I'm struggling I don't say anything because it's like I don't want to owe my family anything like I know their struggles like I'm a children of immigrant I know the sacrifices they they did to come here so like being able to learn 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 it by my learn it by myself and like know that even though I may fall like it's okay um continue going and and see that uh I don't actually know where I'm going with this. No, no, I, I think I know what you're... Because there are these expectations your parents would have. Uh, I feel like all Asian and Filipino households have that expectation with their parents. And then when you do accomplish something, they try... Like, you move two fe- two steps forward, but then they'll... Or one step forward, but they'll put you two steps back by comparing you to, like, a cousin or their your cousin's accomplishments or their best friends you know children's accomplishments and i could see i i feel like i struggled with that when i was a little bit younger especially when you tell at people that uh like your your major in college is film and then you have your parents friends children who are like nurses and doctors uh it feels like oh like what are you doing with your film uh degree where they could you know 
they they expect you know you to be a doctor or lawyer and whatnot um and i think billy is under that those circumstances too <laughs> where they're constantly comparing her when she went back to china with like uh even when they're even setting her up with like uh potential people she could date it's always like a doctor or someone like it's never someone who's not a doctor or someone who's accomplished um but yeah <laughs> i don't know where i was going with it now too. um but i think i think uh you said it pretty well about the uh, the characterization of billy and whatnot um do you have a favorite scene in this movie my favorite scene in the movie would have to be um i think it was it was i know it's always with the grandma and billy i don't know why because um their relationship is just so meaningful but it was um the dinner scene that was my favorite scene yes um, yeah it's when um grandma says no matter what you no matter what, you can't criticize China. Don't forget you're still Chinese. Yes, um, yes. That's a good scene. And then scene. <laughs> someone said, like, oh, technically we're Americans. And then the, it's the father who said we're technically American, Billy's father. Yeah. And then um, the brother says, oh, no matter where I live, I'm still Chinese. And like this, um, I think ultimately this scene is really powerful because um, when um, I, for, I don't, I forgot the relationship. I think it was this auntie that says, like, um, was trying to down on Billy's mom like you you guys went to America and you forgot about um your mom itself like look at look at her and Billy try Billy's mom trying to um counteract them like oh when when we're in America um Billy was needed some needed a place to practice piano and it kind of characterizes how does American dream yes um, yes and it kind of shows um, and then the uncle, like, oh, Billy, do you still play piano? And Billy says, no. Um, all of this kind of come to play where um, no one knows um, each other's um, perspective unless you're in their shoes. Um, I guess this dinner scene is... So I, I feel like this dinner scene can be very underlooked, but it's so powerful when we think about it, like, right now, like, it's what a lot of immigrants kind of struggle with. The dual identity. They don't know if you're too, whether you're too Chinese or too Filipino or too American and whatnot. It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's really a challenge to balance, I guess you could say, especially among yeah, people who've grown up in their home country and whatnot. Um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. I'm always constantly growing up, had to prove that to people. <laughs> like, because I don't speak Tagalog, but I understand Ilocano. I don't really speak Ilocano, but that constant struggle of like, oh, I don't know if I'm too, if I'm Filipino or not, even though I was born in the Philippines. Like, uh, growing up, it's like really a challenge to prove people. And ultimately, it's just be who you are at the same time. <laughs> uh, don't be pressured to think that you're not this or not that i feel like growing up you should just believe who you are and uh, prove it to people that you're that person too i guess i think that's what billy was ultimately trying to do is like proving that she's both you know chinese and uh and somewhat americanized and whatnot um 
Is there any other scenes that you want to bring out? The scene, I really like the very last scene when um, Billy was talking to her grandmother and she told her everything that I didn't get accepted to this fellowship and she just ultimately like got worried. And I think this is like something that even those that, even I myself kind of like could resonate to some like I don't know if you resonate with but like um how you telling um your family member that I didn't get accepted to this like Nina is someone that's very important figure in Billy's life like when she said that and when Nina said like it's not about like life is not about what you kind of see but it's more how you do it and how you live it Mm -hmm. Um, and it's ultimately although um billy billy's character from the beginning to the end like you can show her a little bit road where she how close off she was to being open to sharing how she have have felt yeah um it's a powerful scene those scenes with her and her nanai i think it's one of those things where i wish i had that relationship with like when i my my uh grandparents all died yeah they all died before i was oh well oh yeah before we were born so i never had that connection but it's so weird because even watching that scene i so sort of resonate with that because uh it's just very powerful to see someone in from another generation still connected with someone who's like young older generations that's connected to someone that's a a younger generation and how that they're they're um they really want to you know to connect with them and whatnot um yeah um we're gonna wrap it up here but um is there any funny scenes? Because I know the th- lot of the movie is a drama, but there are some fun scenes. Did you that stuck out to you? <laughs> I know a couple of mine, but uh, what would, I'm just gonna ask you first if there's anything. Uh, the funny scene was actually uh, when Millie and Nine. It's all if you if if you have to ask me another time about the farewell, I would always go straight with Billy and Nai Nai. Yeah. Um, I think the relationship and every time they they have a scene together, it's just like, it's it, it's so good. It's, it's not, it's so complete. But the funny scene is um, when they were doing Tai Chi. Yes, and, yeah. And um, <laughs> when, when Nai Nai was um, like, like teasing Billy, like how she needed to like be more, um, like she was like, she was very weak pod the way that she said, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, that was the fun that, that was the I think not that the first time that I laughed when I the first time <laughs> that I watched the film because it was like that's so funny and then like um and then like some tiny parts where um Nine I kept calling Billy um he was our dumb child um yeah. just because they're really then that kind of solidifies the relationship like that's how close they are yeah they're and, very playful with yeah. each other's yeah 
um yeah that the when the tai chi scene it basically ends the film um with her you know yelling and how mm-hmm. that pretty much you know uh it's like a um what do you call it, 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 it it's uh, a shout out not shout out i don't know what you what we call it but like it, it's it's reminiscing to her grandmother when mm-hmm. she did it and she finally says it loud and i'm pretty sure that the symbolic of her being more proud to be like chinese in that scene than ever and um, oh my gosh and i just lost <laughs> huh i just realized i remember another funny scene was um the it, it transitioned to um the lady crying at yes a so it's a cemetery scene <laughs> yeah. um it's when nanai was oh no it's one of the ants i think yeah the one of men- the you mentioned about like how uh, during funerals that they would pay people families Someone's- would pay people to cry yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good scene I, it's it's those transitions are really well it's like it's like a, a punchline to a joke uh it's it's encapsulates it really well yeah, but um, did you actually um that's funny because um it actually it does happen to in the philippines <laughs> so yeah i i think i've listen to stories about that but i never knew i know we in some most families would have a like a like not a festival but a very a grand uh funeral i guess you could say (laughs) where people would bring food and whatnot i think that that scene too would like oh your your dad doesn't smoke anymore but it wouldn't matter like he doesn't he he quit already but it wouldn't matter because he died already like putting the cigarette there <laughs> wouldn't matter uh, in 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 the film like I, that, that was a funny exchange with nanai and the two sons um was fun um i think also like the wedding scenes were fun to look well watch especially like when they do karaoke um billy and the father were singing like the fuji's killing me softly that was a that was a fun scene and they're playing this interesting game on the table it's like it reminds me of duck 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 goose i have no idea what the rules are but the the groom was always losing and drinking it was like a drinking game i thought that was a fun scene um, oh wait oh my gosh why am, I, why am i blanking out that scene oh my gosh it's when they're going like the camera. Is it the montage? Is it is it the montage scene? No, it's a it's a more it's the scene is more like the camera set in the middle of the table, and then it's just going around to different. Uh, Did, they members. eat the chicken, the chicken stuff. Yes, it's a yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like gut, they're playing like a duck duck goose game, but they're always uh, calling on the groom uh, as like the person that you know has to drink because they're. I, I wonder if it's like a memory game of some, some sort. I actually don't know what they're playing, but it seems fun. <laughs> but yeah, though, I think that's what's great about Lulu Wang's um, writing and her direction is that although she could do drama really great, she also balanced it with like some comedy uh, aspects to it. And that's what I've noticed. Yes. Like- and then she does a lot of like... Um, mid middle mid shots like not a lot of wides but mid shots onto like their face and like you know it's like it's very close to the tension in each scene which i find really cool like even there's some interesting shots where oh that's an interesting placement of the camera it's just like on like uh, a little bit further away from the actors and whatnot 
uh, I think, yeah, the directing and the cinematography is really uh, great in uh, this movie. The cinematographer, I believe, is uh, Anna Frasquesa Solano. Um, as someone who's like an aspired cinematographer, I'm always like <laughs> looking at that and I'm like, oh, this is a really interesting way you're putting the camera in the scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else before we wrap uh, you want to talk about with the film? Is there any other thing? Um, I think, I think I, I think I, I said everything. Like, I think this film is like, if, if for any like rising, like film enthusiasts, like The Farewell is a great film to really um, watch. And it's, it's that film where you won't get tired of it because um, there's just so many dynamics and hot, dynamics to how it was written um produced and directed um I think like the way the way that each scene kind of like transition and blends it well kind of shows you how this film like deserves so much attention and the fact that um it was it was first pitch in America first but they didn't want it they wanted to Americanize it it's like saying that it's like saying how America really lose lose out in a way. Yeah. And how like they wanted to change it into a typical romantic like film. It like it really shows like what is their priority. Yeah. When it comes to film. Yeah. I think yeah, uh waiting for her next film. I think cuz uh, it takes a while uh, you probably will know this. It will take a while to make films, <laughs> but I'm excited <laughs> for her to make her next film because I feel like this was a, I know this is her second film, but like this film like has a huge impact among like everyone that has watched it, um, but looking forward to it. And um, I know. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I actually wanted to bring up because um, I remember um watching the this how the screenplay of the film was break down and it was there was actually three different scripts oh wow (laughs) so there was a 2016 first draft 2018 and then there was a chinese script oh and each script was oh go on and each of the um script like they really take it like lulu wang really taking the time to really make sure that it was um it really played well oh yeah that's that's really good because um there is another uh i'll probably recommend another ch- uh chinese director chinese american director uh to you right now her name is alice Wu. i don't know if you've ever heard of her <laughs> um but she's made two important films i feel like they're important films um saving face and the half of it and it's interesting is that both films are like almost like 10 years apart. Uh, she's Thai- Taiwanese uh, American. Um, but she, yeah, t- they were like almost 10 years apart. And I feel like both films are really uh, tremendous in in, uh, in storytelling and whatnot. <laughs> I just uh, I just searched up um, Alice Wu and yeah. Saving Face. And then it says made... Um, a, a headline popped up and says, Alice Wu made a fresh queer love story in Saving Face. And I'm actually, um, uh, in, I'm actually like 
been watching a lot of BL films, which is mm-hmm. um um for listeners out there, BL is boy love films in Filipino, which is queer stories. So I'm like, I think I might watch this next. Yeah, I I recommend Fit Saving Face and the half of it. I actually uh saving I think both on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I'm pretty sure Saving. I actually don't know about Saving Face because I watched that when it first came out. I'm probably dating myself right now, but when it came out in 2005, uh, I remember just never seeing a story told like that and uh, in America. So it was interesting that it took her like almost 20 years to tell her second story. That's a similar story, but a more of a young adult uh, falling in love. Um, but I, yeah, I recommend both. Uh, she has a, you should, I would recommend her and her, uh read about her life because she was actually in t- into the tech world like that's what she graduated from is something with tech and then all of a sudden she just wanted to make a movie and then she wrote a movie and directed it and it took her like 15 years to make her next movie but both of them were um well received so uh, computer science she got a bs in stanford and computer science and became a software engineer and then later on became a filmmaker. So she has an interesting uh, career, uh, I guess, um, uh, um, life, I guess you say. Oh, I I actually found a full movie of The Saving Face on YouTube. So I'm going to watch that after. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it has some familiar faces in that movie. If you've known like uh, Chinese cinema or Hong Kong cinema, mm-hmm. that, uh, some of the actors are well known. Uh, and some Chinese American actors too. Um, but I'll say, I guess this is it for the episode. Uh, once again, Chachi, thank you for being a guest. Um, if you want to, what, where can they find you again online? Um, oh yes, you can find me at um, my pers- my Instagram at Chachi Abara, C H A C H I E A B A R A, and they're together. And you can also and that kind of direct links all of the things that I do, um, whether it be uh, for films, podcasts, or men- anything mental health related. And other than that, um, I just want to say thank you again, Kuya, for um, having an opportunity to talk about the farewell because it's I haven't actually talk about this film with anyone so like being able to hear different perspective especially and also getting another recommendation of films to watch that's yes. and i'm actually really excited i'm like reading about like saving face right now and i'm like i'm excited because i'm and i might recommend it to my other um close friend that we um geek over bl films so <laughs> and they watch also a lot of taiwanese bl films so oh nice I'm happy that uh, you're taking those recommendations. Um, but yeah, that this is this is uh, the real impact. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>